listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Hi. Hi. Guys. I missed you guys. Can we talk about Logan? Can we talk about Logan? I think we can. We talk, the question is, can we talk about Logan without becoming, like, super emotional? We have a I lot to talk about, but we, do. Yes, yeah. we can we got a lot to catch start with Logan. <laughs> first of all, first of all, how's everybody doing? I'm all right. Uh, yeah, you doing Oh, right? my yeah. God. You holding on? Yeah. Hang I haven't seen there. you guys in a while. I know. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. minute. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not since Oscar episode, right? So oh, yeah. been, What a night. What a night. It's been three, night. almost three months. Oh, my yes. God. It's been almost And I wasn't even on that episode. I couldn't make it to that one. I, I wasn't so on. I wasn't on there either. Yeah, I know. Gina. Oh, hey, hey, Gina. Imagine uh, that. So Damn, first, Gina. Off, first off, how the hell did you get into my apartment? Number one, and number Magic. two. Magic. Brian, well, I smuggled her. To be fair, her. she on. was the Harry Potter expert, so she probably doesn't know how to just happen. I do what I, I can. Bill twisted her ass. Um, you <laughs> oh, shit. I was right in. You disapparate Gina. out. Gina, did you know what I just did there? Did you bilquist me in in your she, vagina? She I did. made an American Gods reference. Oh, yes. That's your butt I did. The yes. fuck out of you. <laughs> I'm going to make that a thing yes. now. I'm bilquisting. <laughs> I'm bilquisting people. <laughs> bilquisted. Absorbing them, absorbing them through your vagina. <laughs> you guys really need to watch American Gods, like yeah, for real. No. It's like the new, um, what's that one X Men where you go boom? Oh, the Nightcrawler. Night thing? Oh yeah, yeah. it's the new, it's the new Nightcrawler, but it's not like the opposite um, of it. So okay, so <laughs> so to, to answer your initial question about Logan. Oh yeah. yeah. Since I think that's the one movie that we have all seen. Yes. Oh. No. no Gina, Gina hasn't no. seen it. I, God damn it. I know. I'm just. I'm just Damn. losing. Okay. I'm losing my nerd card left and right. Okay, so, tonight. what was the last nerd oh. movie you did see? Let's take in. Oh At God. The cinema. My. The first Ghostbusters <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> I was a day oh, old. My, you're thinking too hard God, about this. I know my. Shit, we're about you my on the job spot, has dude. such shit hours, and mm. I work Saturdays, and like I have no time to go. Sure. I took. I took my sister to go see Princess Mononoke <gasps> on the big screen. Oh, that's a good one. That's great. Anytime you get an opportunity to do that. Did you see Beauty and the Beast? Oh, I did see Beauty and the Beast. There you okay, go. Okay, I did go see that. Guys, I have seen a film recently. <laughs> well, you got. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, surprisingly. Okay. 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 So, I know. Okay, so. You're all failing life. I know. Okay, so. Okay. If you spoil stuff, I don't care. Okay, it's cool. well, Brian, stop Brian. trying to hold this all together. It didn't work before the break. It's not going to work. <laughs> I know, right? What did you think of it in black and white? Because I know and you Logan. When, did you re-see it or was that Dave? I didn't re-see it in black and white. I, I saw did. that they announced it because it's actually not happening again until this weekend. Oh, oh okay. shit. Uh, yep. okay. Or sorry, the 16th. Sorry, the 16th. Not Ooh. So it's next week. It's a special Take one. Take your I... mother to see it, everybody. Mm-hmm. All moms love Hugh Jackman shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a special one night event that the Alamo Draft Houses are doing. So, so um, yeah, so basically it was James Mangold remastered the film with a black and white, a film noir look to yeah. it. Well, they um, just had the MTV Movie and Television Awards, by the way, uh, happened this past weekend. And um, really rebranded, yeah. Hugh Jackman and the actress who played um, the kid. Yeah, the X-23. Kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they won Best Duo. Nice. Oh, cool. I also heard that Emma Watson won Much the first gender-neutral acting award. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was cool. It was, just, it was just best performance, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Best okay. actor. Nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, holy crap! What a duolistic performance. I mean that that movie was. 
stunning. I feel like it was the Wolverine we've always wanted to see. I know, right? Um, and the fact that it was it was dark, um, mm. it was gory, um, yes, and it was I, I mean it was so satisfying, and I wept. Oh my god, wept in that movie. Well, I just so mm. yeah, I mean. Okay. Wept for two very are specific you, are reasons. Are you sure you're okay with spoilers? Yes. I, I ranted about spoilers okay. in the Lord of the Rings So episode. I'm just like, going to say it, this right fine. now. Yeah. Check back in in like two minutes, nerds, if you haven't seen the movie. Okay, so there's an X-24 Ooh. who is Logan without any consciousness. He's just a raw, hard killing machine. What? Yeah. And he fucking kills Xavier. Yeah. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Logan takes him on and beats him. But And, and as yeah. Logan is dying, yeah. X-23 is standing over him and... I was totally cool until she was crying and she called him daddy. Oh, man. And then I just lost it. Yeah. Oh, He's losing it now. Man. I'm losing it now. Because well, it's really, I mean, come on. I cried. I, I cried so also, hard. Stop it. There's a, there's a great moment where X-23 punches Logan right in the face. <laughs> and, and he's just like, you could tell he's pulling back the rage. He's just like, do not hit me. <laughs> I, I cried the hardest at uh, at Professor X. Yeah. yeah, that was Most pretty. Restrained that human was emotion. I I just I, that was something I could not handle. I was not prepared for. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I I shed a tear at the end there with. The oh, I shed, yeah, I cried there too. The but I cried harder with the Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they. It was like losing your grandpa. Or she repeats that totally. monologue yeah. from the West. Oh my God, that scene the, from the from Shane. Yeah. 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 Shane. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they there were so many callbacks to Shane. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and of course, I mean, this is obviously very much like Marvel Western version of Lone Wolf and Cub, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. essentially this movie. Exactly what it yep. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm just amazed that they made. It, I mean, it wasn't a western. It was a western in the sense that it took place in like the Midwest in the desert. It was a samurai western. But it was a but it it felt so different than any other x-men movie it oh felt yeah so different than any other superhero movie <laughs> as much as much well you know uh blades cutting open flesh as yeah, a samurai almost, movie and as much dust close to rain movie I can as a western yes. the dark knight trilogy it, oh, that, that okay. it's this in that it's a very mm. it takes the drama so seriously mm. that the fact that yes these are also costume characters who have special abilities is plays second fiddle to the fact that these are characters fuck you brian we never got to see him in the costume <laughs> you technically see him in the costume in the comic book that's in the too in soon the- yeah, yeah. too soon you know what though i still felt a certain level of i don't know i don't know what the word is campiness but still x-men themed excitement yeah well i don't think there's a way to do comic book genres in, in any way where you can't have a little bit of winking at the audience because well, i don't know i think the dark knight did not really do much winking. oh i disagree yeah. i think there's a couple points when there definitely was even batman had a couple one-liners mm. and i mean come on yeah. you're talking about dark knight rises so that's what that feels like like that's <laughs> yeah that i'm not talking about be. dark knight rises though i'm talking about the dark knight the, even in the, the dark, the dark knight okay when he says uh i'm not wearing <laughs> okay fine Fuck yeah. you guys. That's like one scene of the whole damn thing. <laughs> but Again, I'm mean, talking about an Oscar winner versus, you know, another I, Wolverine film. And Wolverine no, films No, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I absolutely do believe that this is Oscar worthy. Oh, this, this, oh, yeah. There's a lot of people Hands who think down, this is Oscar worthy. For, for, for this acting is, or for yes. directing? This yes. could be a best picture. All of the above. Yeah. Wow. I, absol- I absolutely think so. That's a lot of so. big praise. I totally yeah. feel that this is the first Oscar worthy Marvel movie. Unfortunately. Coming out of Apocalypse, though. No, yeah, no, don't care no. because it, it blew everything else out of the water, and the, it doesn't feel anything yeah. like Apocalypse. The only it doesn't thing, feel like the other ones. The only thing that sucks nope. is it's becoming unclear now whether studios are starting to 
reevaluate the whole concept of dump months because March and August, which were previous. August. But here's the thing, though. Welcome back to Nerds on Film, everybody. Movies, <laughs> movies that were previously the that we're not so sure about this, so we're the just going to throw it January. These. They're now planning major releases in March and in August. There are really good movies that are planned for an August release yeah. now, and I'm just confused. <laughs> well, and everything so, he knows well, is a lie. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if they're going to do this black and white experiment with this movie, I think they give it an opportunity to do another one-night you know, one night event in the future to do a black and white version of Logan. I don't know, right around November, Yeah. i.e., Oscar time, like Oscar voting time. Yeah. So, because well, this isn't this isn't the first experiment where they've tried to do like the black and white viewing of something. Didn't they also do that with Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, too? Yes, I think they so. Did. But they and they did it with Walking Dead. And yes. Mad Max yeah, got yeah, a Best yeah. Picture nom. Yeah, that's right. So, and Mad Max deserved yeah. Best Picture. Remember? Yeah. So there was. So I feel like there's an opportunity for this one to stay fresh enough in people's minds to get an Oscar. What did you guys think about fair. the kid mutants? Uh, great. I think they were. I think they were adorable. They were like the little lost boys of. Of X-Men, I like it. It dealt with really heavy issues if you really broke it down, like childhood suicide, the kid that jumps off the building, then you've got human trafficking and experimentation. It was fucked up if you really think about it, but you kind of step out of that yeah. watching a comic book movie. But then afterwards, you're like, holy shit, this movie it dealt did, with yeah. a lot of And there wasn't a dry eye in the theater yeah. when I left. I, I remember that pretty distinctly. Right. No, my wife does not really like most of the X-Men movies. She's like, eh, eh. We went to see Logan, and she's like, we need to go see that again. Yeah. And she well, you guys can all call me wrong when it comes back to Oscar season. I will. see a nomination. Mm -hmm. I, will. I will hold you all to that, okay? <laughs> Sarah will come back just for that. I will. Just I to say, neener, Brian. neener. Oh, do we want to? Yeah. Since you just kind of let the cat out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Meow! Sorry. 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 You know what? We'll cut that out. No, it's okay. No, we'll cut no, sure? Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, should we? Let's intro it, and then we'll. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I am Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm Gina Giovanetti. And, oh, and I'm also <laughs> Annette. I'm Moriarty. That, all, that joke was like 40 minutes before it came out wrong in my head. And I'm Sean Thank Moriarty. Thank you, Sean. Oh, and so, depressed. yeah, we didn't want to bury the lead. Um, nope. And happy. <laughs> Depressed about one thing, yeah, super stoked no, about another. We'll talk we're about back it. in action, but we're also here to kind of announce. Um, we've got some some pretty interesting news in the sense that we're welcoming on um, one new nerd, and we're kind of saying "smell you later, alligator" to one of our OG nerds. Yeah. Mm. Are we? I don't. I don't <laughs> what are you saying instead, Sean? I'd like to oh have my a, God. a heartfelt wait, goodbye. Wait, wait, okay, hang not, on a second. So hang on a second. Sean's the sentimental one in, 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 of the Moriarty's. How, when, He's when giving did this an happen? Irish goodbye, and I'm trying to be. A lot of shit has changed, okay? You guys don't realize I've become like a different person in the four months we've been off. I got a new job. Sean, <laughs> this isn't about you. It's all Ew. I know. No, I know. Ew. This is a send-off for our beloved Sarah. Yes, not not a like forever permanent. You're never gonna hear from me again. Fuck all y'all. Yeah, but Sean. This is uh, this is more of like uh, you're gonna hear from me about as much as you maybe hear from Dave. Right. When so. Yeah. so Sarah's joining Dave in the closet. Right. Which <laughs> it, I mean, it's a very tight space. So, so what you're I have saying a feeling is that too, you guys are gonna too end up, often. Like, just one person's gonna end up eating the other at uh -huh. one point. Oh, he's going to die. Closets, <laughs> two nerds, and two. I mean, I'm going in there with a knife. So <laughs> it's totally wow. Thunderdome status. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so Sarah is getting. Well, we're all getting busy. We're all notice no, words. We are all noticeably busier since the last time we recorded. Adulting mm-hmm. sucks, you guys. Adulting oh, does really suck. Um, and suck. we'll do a quick little update on how uh, what we're all kind of up to as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sarah's job day job is taking off. I um, am job. So, I am job. Like that's literally how I feel. I am job. Yeah. That is my it's life. My job. Really quiet and on that one, babe. She's just got to take a back seat. So she's going to do what Dave does. She will pop in from time to time for major uh-huh. episodes. Yeah. But it's fine. We were adamant that we needed the balance of balance female the nerds to male nerds to be even. Yes. So thankfully we got Gina. Hi. And I Damn, Gina. can I just can I just talk about this real quick though? I yeah. Roxy we you know we obviously had Gina on few episodes ago. Few, few was like years two ago. years ago. Whatever. Years ago. Whatever. Damn, Gina. To go back. To, <laughs> we need to go. still get you feedback have... about that episode. Yes. Oh my God. So So when we were having the discussion about who would take over my seat, not replace me, mm-hmm. but take over my seat. Keep your seat warm. Because <laughs> there is no replacing Sarah Ashley. No. Fuck no. no. God, so we've tried. <laughs> we have tried Human cloning is not where it needs to <laughs> no, be. No, you're, you're not there still yet. Here, still a while away. We have um, uh, we have basically an X24 version of Sarah. Who I is, think I was the X24 version. <laughs> no, she's True essentially story. She's, she's essentially walking around strangling men with condoms. Watch out, Dave. Right? <laughs> she's coming for you. Um, anyway, so when we were talking about who was going to keep my seat warm, um, you know, Roxy just kind of tossed out there and was like, "Hey, what about Gina?" And I was just like, record scratch. Fuck yes. <laughs> like, fuck I can't yes. I there was Aww. even that hesitation. No. Well, you know, we had, to, we had to offer it up to Dave first, just out of courtesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave said no. And we interviewed a lot mm-hmm. of other people. Who? What? Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, Mark Paul Gossler. Michael yeah. Pena. Yeah. Yasmin Bleeth was oh, briefly yes. out of yes. her pill Bl- and wine-induced Really? Coma? Are we just digging into, and like, super interested? deep 90s cuts here? We're going I think so. deep in it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas showed a brief period of interest as well. Zachary Ty Bryan was really, really, really washed up 90s actors. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa J. That chick who plays Topanga. Oh my God. They all have three um, names, too. Jennifer James Love Van Der Beek. Oh my. I loved me some James Van Der Beek for like five That's minutes four there when Dawson's uh, Creek first came oh, out. Yeah. You love the beak. I know. Um, Gotta love anyway, him. point being. Um, Gotta love it. I <laughs> The beak. The beak. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, seriously, we searched high and low. And yeah, and Sean got high and then very low. Yeah. And then we <laughs> settled on Gina. We did not settle on Gina. We were lucky it's to get Gina. It's a constant roller coaster. It's okay um, if you say you settled. It's no, cool. we did not settle. No, no we were we were super stoked because I think you and I are very similar mindsets, Boy, except your nerd cred tends to like blow me out of the water on oh. certain things. You say that. Meanwhile, I just revealed like five minutes yes. ago I haven't certain, fucking seen I Logan yet. But you know things. what? I I'm, said certain things. I, I'm also very curious now because now the Catholic balance just went up 25 percent mm. on the show too. So I need you to be not Catholic on this show for the sake of the listeners. Please, I can, I can try. I can try. God, if you're listening, don't listen to us. Right, exactly. Oh, speaking of God. Brian, just because Nerds on History has gone doesn't mean you get to bring the Jesus over here. No, no, no. I wasn't getting there. Um, so one of the things I've done since we were on break is I took a job teaching at a Catholic middle school. Mazel uh, tov. So, yeah, I'm a Catholic school teacher. Um, and so and you were like, kids, hello, fresh meat. Oh, God. 
and the kids found out that I'm an actor, and the kids found out about the podcast. Oh my god! Some of the kids have started listening against my wishes. What kind of role um, playing? Do so you this play is less about <laughs> with the children. This is less about the kids, and more about if you are a parent of it's one of the power, kids at this, at this school. Um, please do not email the principal to have me fired. Uh, Wait, what? Which one do you? Teacher. No. I'm not revealing it I on the show. Yeah, I mean, no, you can, no, you can, you can tell me later. That's all. Can we close that? Because that someone's getting shot, <laughs> or fireworks, or something, something like that, or somebody beating something on the ground, starting a drum circle or something. There's some sort of ceremonial sacrifice going on. Kalima, Kalima. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, Brian's working okay. at Archbishop McFeely's uh, Touchy <laughs> Tabernacle. Oh, Brian, That's you weird. poor soul. Um, <laughs> heaven, 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 have mercy. And on. anywho, uh, so we did want to mention that mention my departure at the top of the podcast though because um, we've had some technical issues that have lasted a while because <laughs> we tried to record yeah. a few weeks ago. No, didn't work you know out. what it is, Sarah? The mm-hmm. computer knows. It's the computer knows. Skynet has heard right. of your so, departure. Right. It's <laughs> not letting this fucking happen. Seriously, Sabotaging so, is happening. So we're using my laptop, um, which means all my notes are on it. So I'm totally phoning it in tonight, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> way, to, way to peel back the beef curtain, Sarah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wow. sometimes you have yeah. to. I like how when I mention I work at a Catholic school, it you guys take worse. it further past the line. It just got worse. Just, just, I'm going to be like, unemployed by just, probably by the dig, time this episode Dig through released. the folds yeah, to reveal the truth. <laughs> well, you know, if nothing else, Catholics are like not a actor forgiving, so maybe they'll understand. Had one yeah, too many gins. Well, just watch out when the hook comes out, you know? Exactly. <laughs> if you just go to confession, that's all supposed to be wiped away. So right. all good. Well, speaking Something of gets wiped away afterwards. God damn it. True confession time? True confession time. Who in their right minds automatically assumes that major blockbusters, especially in today's cinema, are typically directed by men. I, I think mean, we're all guilty of I think of like this. over yeah. 90% people assume right? that yeah. major yeah. blockbusters are. And it, it's because they are. Well, a good right. chunk of them. Is it, I don't know if it's 90% now, but the, it's, the ratio is still really, really off. Okay. Yes, very much so. Well, Between let's fucking talk about this today, yeah. shall we? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Because, you let's know, we do, do have a major blockbuster coming out that is directed by a woman. Yes, it is. Wonder Indeed. Woman by we the great Patty Jenkins. Ah, ah, I'm so excited. Ultimate Patty Jenkins yes. in the Wonder Woman. Wonder and then Woman. we've also had some pretty big, um, you know, there's been a lot of, I guess in the past, decade or so a lot of attention around um other uh female directors um ava duverney being one of them with selma and and 13th and she's doing wrinkle in time uh she's also going to be doing black panther right yes well i i thought she was still yes i thought she was i thought she was no 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 it's the guy the guy who did no the guy who did um moonlight creed that's right. Um, no, yeah, okay, my mistake. So um, she was tapped mm-hmm. for it, and she bailed. Uh, they, yeah. they were adamant that the director be black, in addition yeah. to I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a woman is is an extra added bonus. But right. they wanted that character to have a, a, black, a black director. Filmmaking. She's working on a show right now called Queen Sugar. Okay, and yeah, then, and then like Sarah she, said, she's also doing a Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, too, which, which I am like, so she's oh, so excited in film and television. Yeah, I want to say the top yep. three for me will always be Catherine Bigelow, Jane yeah. Campion, and Sophia mm-hmm. Coppola. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, Those Catherine Bigelow. I mean, Point Break. Love it or hate it, the, she she did the original Point Break. Yeah, and 
and zero dark 30 zero dark 30 so like two arguably huge Mm -hmm. action films and people say that women can't direct action films like there's still oh like a huge block on female directors trying to do what's the ratio for producers like high up producers because i'm like laura kathleen kennedy my favorite of all time yeah yeah, kathleen kennedy is a really big one and then um you you are seeing i feel like there are more female producers at this point because there are a lot of female actors who are becoming producers Mm -hmm. so reese witherspoon is producing a lot angeline jolie who's also directing as well Ava Longoria produced the first John Wick movie Oh yeah, wow. I, um, I, I think yeah. I think Salma Hayek has done some producing. Well, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the thing now is that's the trend. And Drew Barrymore. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Charlie's Angels, that was a big starting point with that mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. So I mean, in the spirit of I think you know, kind of celebrating the ladies on this show, I think it's kind of awesomely fitting that we're kind of bringing this topic into the fold because Sarah, I, I feel. A little bit kind of responsible that we really haven't highlighted a lot of women in Hollywood in Nerds on Film. I think well, we've tried, yeah, but it we, just hasn't really come up. And it takes a lot of concerted effort, I think. Yeah, I mean, we, we do so. it here and there. And I feel like, um, you know, we do it as much as we can without being like too heavy handed and well ha- being heavy handed and having people turn us off because they're like oh sarah's getting feminist again which <laughs> fuck y'all yeah. um I, like like do people like real talk i hope people don't <laughs> think that, like do you remember the feedback i we mean got besides us one guy from the episode we did with billy and vicky yeah <laughs> where he like got all up in your business yeah oh yeah pissed off that i was just saying the same shit over and over again i'm like yeah, well we wouldn't have to say the same sh- same shit over and over again if things would actually fucking change there mm-hmm. you have it so and, and, and like real talk another reason why i am leaving the podcast not just because my job is really hard but i'm also extremely active in um my activism active in your activism activism, activism right Preach now um and um taking the opportunity to get really heavily involved in uh using my voice for political reasons and for also social justice that's so there you have uh, it. Nice. yeah so that's another there reason why i've been really yeah. busy <laughs> and it's, un- it's unfortunate that that unfortunate that people who are even middle of the ground just really hate the ultra pc people people mm-hmm. who are so um they come off so intense and so aggravated they immediately shut down when they don't realize that there's a reason why that tone is there why that mm-hmm. aggravation yeah. is there it's not to be a turnoff it's venting because it's like we're legitimately angry yeah for sure yeah for sure also like so. you're not going to lose the the feminism once you you know take a break and everything yeah, i promise gina, i will feel that too yeah no. gina <laughs> is going to be holding that's another reason why gina is going to be awesome on this is because she's holding down the fort for the ladies with, with roxy oh, yeah. like the two of you guys just need to take down the patriarchy we bring back <laughs> we bring balance to the force right yeah. no big thing yeah but yeah so th- i just wanted to insert that mm-hmm. because i think you know today's topic it, it can be maybe a little polarizing in the sense that i think what we're going to talk about and the way that we talk about it is really important um mm-hmm. that when we say that we're surprised that these films were directed by by it's men, because of internalized misogyny that <laughs> and it's, it's because it's because the fact that we like just like we expect doctors to be men you right. know like it's that or nurses to be women yeah, yeah. it's that very you know what, situation though, i'm a little bit i prefer shocked. a female doctor and a male nurse and i mean that so <laughs> okay. so i do <laughs> let's not, let's do this instead of point instead of i mean and believe me i'm saying we need to make these points Mm -hmm. but instead of using it in the context of charged vocab words Mm. like internalized misogyny why don't we try to understand what we mean by that sure because i think that'll help the listeners maybe 
get on our side a little more. Sure. Well, so like I said, it's like you have a certain expectation that men do certain roles mm-hmm. because that's what you are exposed mm-hmm. to as a yeah. child. Like, you know, as a kid watching movies and seeing names like Steven Spielberg, yes. George, George Lucas, Lucas yeah. that sort of thing, you're kind of having that mentality of like, oh, like this is potentially like a man job. Yeah, Mor- kind of Martin thing. Scorsese yeah. and all those. And because also the mm-hmm. ones who are getting who are getting jobs and who are getting heavily nominated and get like a lot of right. accolades and recognition recognition a lot of them are then right and the, the holy trinity of modern disney is walt disney tim rice and alan minkin yeah so mm-hmm. us in our generation growing up with even that it's mm-hmm. in something mm-hmm. that celebrates women in terms of having the disney princess yeah and that, that is male the, the sure. idea too behind internalized misogyny is like it's not meant to be like uh, it's it does have a negative connotation but it's not meant to be like an accusatory thing right. it's meant to be you know something that you have just take sorry i keep bumping that Something that you bump have it, just something that you have just taken in mm-hmm. as a child and kind of fueled. It's in in the same it's way. It's cultural. It's societal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's exactly. It's, it's, it kind of becomes the normative. It's in nurture. Your brain. <laughs> yeah. Right. For sure. Um, there is a. I can't remember. I can't remember the exact words. There was a recent uh, episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mr. Burns was trying to give <laughs> money to his alma mater, and it was Yale, and someone. And the, the whole thing, they're, they're, they're making fun of the ultra PC people. Obviously, they're making the, the argument that there's there's a point to it, but the ultra PC people, when they said, you you, you use heteronormative terms, you're worse than Hitler. <laughs> yeah, right. What? And then, and then Mr. And Mr. Burns says, no time for flattery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and we're not we're not sitting here saying that you guys are worse than Hitler. because And, yeah. like, here's the thing. I have this too. I where, might be. Sean, you you might be Sean. Borderline, borderline. Um, but it's it's just something that even women have this sort of like perception that we've all been taught too. So like more so than trying to be like, oh, that one was by a woman, and you didn't know that. It's more mm-hmm. of like, hey, Opening you know that you know that awesome movie you love, mm. directed by a woman, mm-hmm. and and kind of showing that women's voices as directors are just their points of view are just as powerful as men's. Right, and like I, it was interesting because um, I uh, a little while ago I was uh, skyping with my boyfriend and I told him that we were doing this particular podcast and this particular theme, um, and his his thought was you know especially unless there's a, they're a super big name like Spielberg or Lucas or Scorsese or something do we necessarily pay attention to who directs a film because his de- his defense was um, you know, one of his favorite films right now is Doctor Strange, yep. but he, off the top of his head, could not can't, necessarily can't tell me who directed it. And so until you kind of, my 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 question is, until you see a particular style or mm-hmm. a thing that kind of becomes sort of a cultural phenomenon, do do we really look at who the director is? Because meanwhile, like, on, on the flip side, also male director, but, like, I'm super stoked about Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and part of the reason yes. I'm so excited about it is because it is being directed by Taika Waititi, who, yeah. like, if you haven't seen his other stuff, like, go watch What We Do in the Shadows right now. Leave because, me to do my dark because it's amazing. The internet. But, like, part of, <laughs> part of 
that too is like you kind oh, of see who he is as a person because he both directed and acted in sure. the film as well and so you yeah. see this particular style and then there was a lot of other like hype things that came mm-hmm. out around Thor Ragnarok and so you know unless it's it's a really big name like you know I hear Sofia Coppola and that's you know kind of a big name because the Coppola right. name has a fair yeah. you know level of clout in Hollywood yeah. to it but you could argue she has her own style and tone. she does no, I, she, she absolutely does, does. She definitely like, does. right no yeah. I, I understand that but it's in it's in the same way where it's like if you put you know the name even if it you was put Coppola you, on you it. put she, Coppola she on it Coppola. or even if yeah. you were to put you know there's a reason why Nick Cage yeah. changed his last name from Coppola to Cage this because he true. didn't want to be associated with the Coppola family well, he that to and take also he's a hardcore comic book fan well that too but, <laughs> I, but he picked it because he was a hardcore comic book right. fan and wanted to have Luke Cage but I don't know. he changed it because he didn't want to have the Coppola name I feel like it's also coming down to generations that's fair. generations of yeah. film fans will associate her for different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think millennials will associate Sofia Coppola with Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. with Lost in Translation, yeah. Virgin with Suicides. Somewhere, with Virgin Suicide. Yeah. Folks that are, you know, fans of the older generation will associate her with her dad. Sure. And mm-hmm. that I think comes down to definitely different different paradigms and different sort That's of fair, film but if things. but if you look at it like if you look at classic films and you were to ask some 16 year old now what they're more familiar with the godfather or lost in translation they're probably going to say the godfather because that's like one of those iconic classic films you know like those are that's one of those ones that's always going to get oscar praise or like is going to pop up and you know when people do reels of the greatest movies of all time it's going to pop up in there it's also one of those things though too where it's just like well which one are you familiar more familiar with the Godfather, because you see Godfather like iconography yeah. any everywhere, but yeah. also just like you also want to get down to like, and this is also if you consider like your average kid, not necessarily yeah. a kid who wants to go like study film or something. Right. Which one will they have seen? Yeah. Right. I have personally mm-hmm. seen Virgin Suicides, but I have not seen The Godfather. Sure. So I might err on the side of saying that they've seen neither. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But, and then and so here's here's Bill another kind of aspect of it. We have you know, as nerds and whatnot, so many of us or so many people out there just totally have raging hard-ons for George Lucas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because he created Star Wars. But if you actually look at his body of directing work, most of it's not Garbage. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So... Howard the Duck, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Every great director makes crap. Right. No, that's true. But I'm just saying, if we look at, like... But then there's women who hit it out of the ballpark almost every time. Catherine Bigelow. But they still don't get the same level of praise or the same level of, sure. of reverence that a male director will. So and right. the, uh, honestly, not the same level of offers for projects that they yes. could so, probably have handled much better. And yeah, that's actually fair. another thing I do want to talk about is that you, um, Hollywood is like way more likely to give opportunities to untested male directors than they will to untested female directors. Hmm. They will, in fact, pass over franchises. I think it was like uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Sam Taylor Johnson. Yeah, so the first one was directed by a woman, became this huge blockbuster. She had some creative differences um, for the second movie. They booted her and then hired some unexperienced dude to take over the franchise. Hmm. Um, They've had other, um, like, they've had other... uh, It happened with Twilight, too. I mean... yeah. Catherine Hardwick, she stayed on board, though, I think, throughout. They had different directors because the project just became too big and she lost passion for it. But I feel like 
Twilight is it's an interesting example but I, but it I was feel like, Catherine Hardwick's passion project. But there are definitely um, ex- examples of where men have absolutely been hired right out of the gate, mm-hmm. where in passed over they passed over women who had more box office success with previous films. And so it's yep. it's just really interesting, and they're and they they like to blame experience and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like, it's one yeah. of those things where if you're not going to make any room for women, and you're just going to keep hiring even mediocre male directors over and over again, like it's really it's not not fantastic. What do you think? It, do you think it stemmed in kind of like a liability thing? Um, yeah, no, I do. I honestly do think that there's a lot of. Um, uh, box office number like they're worried about the numbers well it's confirmation bias though yeah totally i think i think some of it may also be that level of internalized misogyny as well because it's like you look at a franchise like twilight and i would 100 percent assume yeah of course a woman directed that because it was such like a girl book kind of thing it was you know a a girl-centric book you know Mm -hmm. all that you know, girls were losing their shit over mm-hmm. Team Edward, Team Jacob, Young whatever. But then it was, but then it's also one of those where it's, it's almost, it's also in the same way where, you know, kids internalize misogyny too. Where mm-hmm. if you show a kid like two books or something, and one of them is, you know, if they're both like romancy things, yeah. But you know, who knows? The you know there there might be boys or girls or you know non-binary children that you know may not gravitate towards certain things that you know they because they view it as oh well that's a boy thing or yeah. that's a girl thing Absolutely. and so my I'm wondering if maybe there were male directors that kind of passed on Twilight because it was sort of like an emasculating thing to I do think it like was, a girl thing I, and then once it took off it was it was kind of like oh okay I'll take it, it, it I mean show. it could be it mm-hmm. could be. Um, but I do well, and maybe it's maybe that's one of the reasons why they don't like to hire a lot of women to do action films because they feel like it's so male centric. That mm-hmm. why yeah. why would we have a woman tell that story or give that? Yeah, look at it. look at even the Harry Potter movies. There's seven of those movies of the entire world created by a woman. Not a single female director directed one of those movies. Mm-hmm. And, and they went through a bunch of them. Yeah, and fun fact: that's why J.K. Rowling had to put her initials as the JK, as yeah. J.K. Rowling and not. Joan Rowling because mm-hmm. her publisher told her if you put a, a female name on that book it will not sell to boys yeah wow. and actually the the first piece of fan mail that she got was addressed dear sir yeah like and it was from a little girl who had read the book and immediately assumed yeah. it was a male voice right Aww. well and there's a lot of um I mean if we look at let's talk about this because I know I was kind of annoyed with this gene I know you were too the lack of um, publicity around Wonder Woman, right? Up until yep. extremely recently. Also, everybody just go go see Wonder Woman. Like, if you have not seen that final trailer by the yeah. time you hear this, like, go watch it. I watched it like four times so, on my lunch break today the, and almost but cried. Doesn't it, but didn't it almost feel like the studios were trying to sabotage right. a female centric superhero movie to prove that those things don't sell, right? Or like, or trying to sabotage a female director. Like, and yeah. I I know that sounds very accusatory and very paranoid. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's but how can we not feel that way mm-hmm. when you know all they've had is like trying to be like oh well look at all these floppy like all these mm-hmm. women all these like female centric comic book movies have flopped really really hard well there's an equal mm-hmm. amount of male ones that have flopped but you make more male centric ones so right that is true I do want to I mean we've talked about DC versus Marvel quite a yeah. bit here um, I'm gonna chalk that up to say that it is Warner Brothers marketing department and they are they're not taking the consideration how much they need to advocate for the movie yeah. mm-hmm. because of the stakes that are involved. They're thinking of it. They're thinking of, I'm okay. This is me assuming positive 
intentions and giving people benefit right. doubt and all those things which is but, good you need to have that yeah <laughs> so in a world it could be that they're not considering the fact that it's a woman they're just looking at it as another superhero movie mm-hmm. and they're marketing it based off of projections of the budget that was given versus how much marketing you should put into it not taking yep. into account the weight that the film has to it now if this were a marvel movie mm-hmm. here's what i would say kevin feige being given more control over his own ship than than Warner Brothers has had. Everything Marvel has done has always been, okay, what's our next move? Why are we emphasizing this character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as much as I love DC characters, I don't think that's where Warner Brothers is at. Warner Brothers is at, oh, Marvel got a step ahead of us. We need to get something out there to make some fucking money. It's true. It's super well, reactionary. I- and we're, and we're all don't get me wrong every film business is in it to make money yeah but they, what they don't see is I don't think I'm not sure they're seeing the investment of okay if this movie fails it's going to doom superhero comic book properties that are female oriented for 20 years if not more Ugh. But just, it's it's sorry. I'm just gonna mention really quick. It's also one of those things where like, but you see, you know, there's not advertising anywhere, and then the one bit of advertising that you do see for it, it is the image of Wonder Woman on what's basically a like diet, the diet bar, bar thing, the diet yeah. bar. So like, wow. you know, yeah. you you see absolutely no advertisement for mm-hmm. Wonder Woman it's not until even action you yet. Yeah, yeah. There's no action figure. There's no there's like no villain reveal. There's there's no nothing. Yeah. They did reveal think, the villain in the new trailer. I think, I, uh, not they do have those the little big, metal figurines because i got those one cute. yeah that's no, really but like, cute. and i got my, that like a year ago my point and it's, is though, and it's the one from the movie that, they didn't make figures for the villain though. well hold on let let's let no. gina finish her point my point is though like if you're going to make the argument that like oh maybe they don't have like the funding or they're looking at like what are we gonna do next like yeah they should have at least taken into consideration that little bit of weight where it's just like you've yeah. had all of these male superheroes and then what do you do you slap wonder woman's face on a bar that is basically telling me I do not have an ideal body. If I want to look like yeah. Wonder Woman, I, I am going. That. I'm going to have to eat this. When people also criticized her for, yeah. for when she first got hired, they for said she was thin. too thin. I know. And, and now like just, Gal Gadot is super ripped and yeah. like so fucking that's just amazing. In she's pregnant when she filmed. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. And in, yeah. and in general, so like so that's like just bullshit. But if you can put like freaking Superman on Doritos, like yeah. I feel like. I feel like they need to have like heavier marketing on this thing for sure. And then also like I don't think they're gonna sorry, I don't think they're gonna doom female superhero led movies for the next twenty years only because I feel like whatever Wonder Woman I'm and this is me assuming that DC's gonna suck ass at this again. <laughs> um and I have all the hope in the world for this movie, believe me, because based on the trailer, I am so stoked. Oh, but like, no. but do, say they do shit the bed on this movie, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Captain Marvel's going to come up, but I think is going to probably. Brie Larson's going to save us all. Or, I, so. <laughs> I mean, yes, there is the Doomsday scenario where Bob Iger calls Kevin Feige and said, "How do you um, do it?" <laughs> the Wonder Woman movie did not do well. We yeah. need to talk about your Help budget. Us Obi-Wan. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think my my issue though too is like <laughs> it's a lot of the promotion is coming what like within a month of the movie coming out yeah. and there's been like no hype behind it. Meanwhile, I remember seeing trailers for, you know, Batman versus Superman like a year in advance yeah. and being like, yep. Oh shit, like that looks cool and then like everybody fucking hated Batman versus Superman. Right. And so like Not I'm everybody hoping... Fair. <laughs> Okay, not this, but like, all the same people. But it's it's the fact that like you know there's there's been no time to like garner hype for it either. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. 
Well, I mean, I mean, they're maybe they're relying on the hype from when we saw her in Batman versus Superman. Maybe it's possible. Speaking of hype, yeah, I kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit into some older films. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the list. My lists are all on my computer. Top <laughs> five films that I noticed on this site called Ranker.com. Okay, that people have been kind of shocked that are surprised by women that okay. are kind of critically acclaimed. Okay, so top five. Let me see. Okay, top five. Number five. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes, yeah, directed yeah. by Amy Heckerling. Mm-hmm. Number four, and Amy Heckerling did Clueless too. Yeah, she yeah. did. Number four, The Hurt Locker. Yeah, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Obviously, that was the one that How got her the Oscar. How could people be surprised when she yep. won a fucking Oscar for that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, no, I mean it, critically acclaimed, and in the sense that it, well, it goes along with Catherine's sort of filmography anyway. But mm-hmm. it's a pretty male-centric quote-unquote film yeah Mm -hmm. i mean well it's an action film so there you go exactly all right number three is monster directed by patty jenkins our wonder woman freaking Uh, awesome the uh, eileen vornos um biopic yeah shirley's theron like see i looking i'm gonna interrupt you for a second because i'm gonna say something about that one where it's like again it's that idea of internalized misogyny where it's like i look at a film about like the most notorious female serial killer and i'm like obviously it had to be a woman telling that story sure you think yeah and then uh coming in at number two big oh big penny oh my marshall. god i love that movie mm-hmm. penny marshall penny marshall <laughs> <laughs> oh sugar bum oh i love you darling <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> Medusa <has laughs> the master. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. Like, get off him. So I know what number one is, yeah. and I know that's going to be like a big reveal, because that's when good. I was doing research for this, I was shocked at this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, what is it? Well, let's talk Go about ahead. American Psycho, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. What? Wow. Yeah. Directed by I know Mary exactly how that, how that went Heron. down, too. Mary Heron. That was Brett Easton Ellis demanded that a, because the of the misogynistic nature of that book that was touted as one of the most misogynist books it of really its time is. and how popular it was, he felt that a woman needed to direct that. Mm. Yeah. Also, guys, Brett yeah. Brett Easton Ellis is kind of like an asshole in real life. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of that dude bro who will like say something offensive, and then when people are offended by it, he'll be like, "Oh, oh I guess you can't take a joke, PC police or whatever." Because yeah. yeah. I'm gonna pull it back to Catherine Bigelow, and one of the things that he mentioned was like when uh, Catherine Bigelow won her Oscar. He tweeted something that it specifically Easton said. Easton Ellis did? Yeah. Okay. Brett Easton Ellis said, Catherine Bigelow would be considered a mildly interesting filmmaker if she were a man. But since she's a hot woman, she's very overrated. Whoa. Dear God. And he took a lot of backlash for that. Well, and that's, obviously. That's, that's when he pulled the like, oh, like I was joking kind of thing. And Brett Easton Ellis in his style does this thing where, you know, he'll say things like, oh, I was meaning to be satirical. You guys obviously don't understand or whatever. Oh, no, like, whatever. Supposedly American Psycho Ew. is supposed to be like a satire of what society valued at that time but it's just like yeah but like where do you draw the line man Mm -hmm. like you can't always do something that sensational for lack of a better term and then use the guise of oh it was just satire and you're obviously not highbrow enough to get it yeah what a what a that's a privilege in a nutshell. It is. Yeah, right? it really I don't know. Is. That book is pretty much. I I'm a fan of his books. He is kind of a prick, but I, I don't understand why if he was so if he, I don't get how he said that if he insisted that a woman direct the movie version of one of his most popular books. 
Well, it could be saving face. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, no, because that's happened way before, Brian. We're talking about 2000 versus like 2009 or 10. But if you're telling me he didn't say something offensive around the time he made American Psycho, it's possible. Um, No, I get you. But I get your point. Yes, I understand that there's the two events that are not lined up. His sequel broke the rules of attraction, which had the beak in it, by the way. Which (laughs) they don't – well, they don't tell you this, but in the books, Sean Bateman is Patrick Bateman's younger brother. But they don't connect the two uh, Mm. books together because – Because, well, rules of attraction are set contemporarily, and it's Mm -hmm. not – I mean, Patrick Bateman's the older brother, but not that much older. Still mm-hmm. the same type of dark comedy theme. Yes. Oh, totally. Satire mm-hmm. of the young Americans' experience. It's all comment on American hedonism, yeah. And yeah. I agree with that. So Mary Heron um, had some really interesting things to say about her involvement with American Psycho. In uh, mm-hmm. There's a documentary called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Oh, it's um, a great documentary. documentary. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to my boyfriend for that one because he recommended I watch oh, that. Oh, so good. Um, we even mean to talk about the rating system since this podcast has been around. Yep. We yeah. have five years now, and we have not gotten to it yet. I think Bye, it might Sarah. be... That's okay. It might be, it might be due for topic this summer. I'm just throwing that out there. So, Stay tuned. Um, but a bunch of different directors are interviewed in that, and in, in a nutshell, the, the film the documentary is all about like who exactly is the the motion picture association of america who is in charge of rating movies and what -hmm. it comes down to is a lot of stories that female directors and female writers and people of the female variety in some way are involved in films are stories that they want to tell and so one of the big comparisons that's made is mary heron who directed american psycho and i have her name somewhere here um, but she was the the director of um, But I'm a Cheerleader, which oh. is kind of a fun sort of cult classic movie. Now, if you yep. think about it, both But I'm a Cheerleader and American Psycho are R-rated. Meanwhile, But I'm a Cheerleader, the furthest it goes is... It's a a, Jamie Babbitt. Jamie Babbitt, that's it. Thank you. Um, the furthest that goes is... Um, it's not even explicit, but it's sort of a coming of age story about a young woman who discovers that she's gay and she kind of ends up in like a, a gay rehabilitation camp. But yep. it, it's it's a very campy kind of the, movie. The, the sex ed scene where they're dressed as Adam <laughs> and Eve. Yeah, there's like and a full body socks. And then and then, you know, one of the one of the like very stern camp counselors who is, you know, all into gender representation and thing or um you know, gender roles and, you know, men and women and Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, is played by RuPaul. So it's the whole the whole movie is a very Dude, it's a cult classic. Yeah. It has like all it of is the awesome. vaginas all over yeah, the, the, walls. the It's all it's parody basically. It's parody. And the the whole movie is a it's actually very, very like cute movie. But it's something that a lot of people didn't go see because it is R-rated. And ultimately, the worst thing about it, which isn't bad at all, is it showed a discovery of sexuality mm-hmm. in a non-explicit way. And even then, there are movies that you know show sexuality in some way that is, is ultimately female pleasure and like the female image that is yeah. what's censored. Right. And in counter to that, in in this film is not yet rated. Mary Heron was making comments about you know, well, Jamie Babbitt couldn't show you know, two women kissing. Meanwhile, I can drop a chainsaw off a balcony onto a prostitute and no one bats an eye. Right. So it's, you know, the way that these things are weighed exposes a lot of sexism in Hollywood and maybe 
see why we don't necessarily see the names of these female directors is because they're directing the stories that they want to tell that have been heavily censored. What it comes down to is what middle America is comfortable with, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that was the essential argument of that documentary. Right. Because once they reveal who the ratings board is, which is essentially a slice of middle America for the most part, Mm -hmm. it's also every owner of every theater distribution chain in, in America. Uh, members of the clergy mm-hmm. um, from all religious major <laughs> denominations, wow. yeah. uh, grandmas, out of work screenwriters, out of work actors. Yeah, um, tons of those Barry. smaller, <laughs> tons of those smaller theater chains are owned by Christian organizations or people that that want to be. They they hold church services on Sundays mm-hmm. in some of the theaters. Yeah, like yeah, the local actually. chain here is like Europeans that. The Allen Theater. The <laughs> well, hold on a second. But here's the interesting thing, though. So that movie, the, even the documentary, is what almost ten years old at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I'm a cheerleader is eighteen years old. I want to say it's pretty old. Right, it's holding maybe, this dirty maybe, tissue maybe in front of the camera yeah. and it's killing me inside. Yeah. So <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is think of the progress that's been made in just the last eight years this is fair yeah Yeah. our social perceptions and acceptance of alternative sexualities alternative relationships Mm -hmm. gender roles in general are starting to be be challenged and accepted by younger generations right so the point i'm trying to make is also look at look at logan Mm. since to bring this full circle for a moment Mm -hmm. an r-rated action movie made a shit ton of money at the box office whereas when that movie was documentary uh this yeah. movie is not yet rated was produced and nc-17 or an r rating was generally a sign that your movie was not going to make as much money mm-hmm. right r ratings are no longer the the death sentence for box office receipts anymore yeah. right yeah in yeah. fact actually for comic book movies if you have an r rating that means you're probably going to get more money on a lot yeah, deadpool it's right? yeah. deadpool formula yep. right. Yeah. right so this is all going to be turned on its head within a couple of years now this yep. is me mm-hmm. being op- cautiously optimistic but i do think that we might be on the cusp of some very positive changes mm-hmm. that will make Hollywood go, okay, we're being stupid. Let's just m- right. make movies. We've been, I like, we've I, been yeah. ready for it for a while. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that hope. And like one of the other points that I liked um, that the documentary made, and like you said, Brian, it is, you know, 10 plus years old. And so there are some changes that have been made, but it was that um, the MPAA held incredible violence on the same level as sexuality yeah. totally and yeah. so whether it's you know heteronormative sexuality or you know sure explore explorative for lack of a better term yeah. um you know there's it, it they were on the same thing on the, the same page with that so mm-hmm. you could be as bloody and violent and crazy as you wanted but you show one scene of someone so you show a vagina an and it's or a vagina then it's just like oh just yeah. as bad yeah mm. again this is what i'm saying and not be i'm not saying like we need more europeans there because it needs to be more <laughs> white but what i'm saying is we need more europeans because europeans love them titties and they, they, they love yeah. them so titties, just, girl <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the the thing that Europeans didn't have to worry about as much, I don't want to say at all, but as much, is European culture has grown up with art that has celebrated mm-hmm. human sexuality when that was yep. a scandal in, like, the 16th century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. We, it, got, it got made, people admired it, and we got past it. Um, they also didn't have to worry about as much of, I mean – I don't want to make this Catholic versus Protestant because it's not that. <laughs> but it always is that, Brian. We do have puritanical ancestors of this country. We yeah, do have yeah. puritanical. Yeah. And, and we also yeah. had a, re- a revival movement of fundamentalism, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which reinforced 
archaic understandings of the Bible of the first testament of the the first testament of the Old Testament, which includes strict rules about m- sexual morality, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So we've had all those things working against that, and yet <laughs> yet we were also the most politically liberal country for a mm-hmm. couple of, for you know we're couple a little of decades. bit confused about our identity i think so. yeah it's a little bit split hmm. yeah but but then again you know you, any single time that a, one of our you know liberal politicians sends a dick pic to somebody who's not his wife <laughs> people <just> freak out <laughs> right country is fucking weird right right we're a little bit we're a little bit cocks and holes and a little bit rock yeah. and roll, a little bit country too. I mean, this is not this is not attacking. By the way, this is not attacking Judeo-Christian values no. in the least bit, because no. clearly you can have both. You yeah. can do both. Um, you know, so you go both ways. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> the facts of life, anyway. But. Reeling it back in, so let's talk about other. Yeah, um, do you want me to mention mm-hmm. the other? Rest yeah, of the I want. I want to yeah. talk about other. Oh wait, others, I got one. Can I throw one in there? Do yeah. it. Yes. So this movie, it's gonna blow you away that it's directed by a female director. Punisher War Zone. What? Yeah, Punisher War Zone. Lexi Alexander. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Lexi Alexander, who, by the way, former was stunt a former person, stunt right? woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Former stunt woman. That is so fucking cool. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Not only did she make – so she made a superhero movie. Not only that, but the one is the most macho yeah. homicidal oh, yeah. so superheroes. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish it was a little so, bit better. The acting and the story got a little wonky, but the uh, the action's awesome. And I thought that uh, – God, what is – Ray – what's his name? Ray uh, Winstone? Ray Winstone. No, yeah. no, Ray. No, no, no. It's not Ray Winstone because Ray Winstone's the the Cockney dude who ended up being an Indiana right. Jones. Say Ray Winstone ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> it is Why? Ray Winstone. You kind of over it. Oh, no, sorry, Ray yeah, Stevenson. No. I thought Ray Stevenson was awesome, but he's not as good as John Barenthal. He really was the Punisher. Yeah. Going forward, yeah. what's uh, what else is on? Do you have another list, Roxy, or just? Um, yeah, I've got a few more. There's. Oh, okay, real quick, because I don't want them to be a footnote, but I do think we need to talk about them. The Wachowskis? Yes. Oh, the Wachowskis, yes. yes. Uh, is it the Wachowskis or Wachowskis? I thought it was Wachowskis. Wachowski. Really? Okay. Anyway, I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Um, Formerly who, the Wachowski brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have both transitioned mm-hmm. um, to their mm-hmm. true gender, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And as we um, all know, trans women are women. Mm-hmm. Trans women are women. So we do want to absolutely give them credit. So mm-hmm. not only did they develop the... Um, first amazing matrix they also developed the lesser matrices after that they also made speed racer they did v for vendetta one of my favorite movies and then they did cloud they Atlas. did not direct yeah. v for vendetta they produced they it produced it. Right. Oh, okay. they produced right. it but then sensate which is an awesome they, show on netflix i thought I thought Lana was credited as being a writer on that one too. Ooh. Very possibly, they're, but they did not direct it. They're yeah. both they're both pretty actively involved directing, yes. writing, and and Still producing. Amazing. Um, which yeah. Yeah. Well, they were starting to start off as was a yeah. revelation. Um, but also they're also <laughs> they're also tail. the right. creators of Sense8 on um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the things I find interesting about their story is, you know, this this universe that they spearheaded, the Matrix. A reference to the Matrix is what is used to spearhead a lot of like men's rights activism. Oh, sure. Because it's the the whole red pill thing. And it's just like you realize like the foundation of your dogma was a thing that was like spearheaded by By transgender women. Transgender women. Yeah. Like you need to calm down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to chill the fuck out. Okay, y'all. I don't think we can go without 
<laughs> talking about motherfucking Wayne's World. Yes. Wayne's World, yes. yes. Oh, my God, because that director was amazing, and she used to do a bunch of rock documentaries, which is why they hired her oh, to do Wayne's amazing. World. Oh, that's amazing. She did, did, she, she did no both idea. ones, didn't she? She did Wayne's World 1 and 2, right? Possibly. I yes. think she did. Just yeah. w- I mean, Wayne's World 2, not as good, but you know. Shut the it's fuck up, dude. Okay, yeah, good. Good. I still like the it. Moriarty Brothers will oh shut the fuck up about God. the throwing of an M scene. Okay. It was oh, God. a yeah, of Sean's wedding toast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't talk shit about Wayne's World 2. Hey, okay. Wayne's World is both Wayne's Worlds are pretty freaking fantastic, if you ask you. me. I just also love that you, you want me to say what. <laughs> like, I don't get, get it. it. And then, and then, and then, of course, this leads me, this leads me to the holy grail of masculinity in film form. Point Break, y'all. Point Break, <laughs> yes. Let's yeah. fucking talk about Point Break. I am an FBI agent. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I love that movie. And just, just to, correct, to correct myself, so Steven Sergic <laughs> directed Wayne's World 2. Oh, yeah. good for him. So, yeah, I'm just making sure that we're on the same page and we yeah. don't get feedback about it later. Right. And <laughs> what, was, what was the – I can't remember. Penelope Spheris. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, but yes. Um, yes. Yeah, Point Break. Point Break. What a fucking Point Break, y'all. Yep. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. That I, is just. I fucking that love is that just movie. Like ben, nobody adre- better talk shit. It's just an adrenaline charged good time. It's all. Like, it's so good. <laughs> oh my god, Catherine Bigelow. God bless. Yeah. Just, just bless um, her. I do want. I think it might be worth noting that the the remake was ma- directed by a man. Oh well, good yeah. for him. Uh, <laughs> the remake. The remake was also an onion flavored shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, what's on? What's next on the list? Oh shit! Pet cemetery. Pet oh cemetery. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Actually, women, women in horror is yeah, kind that's of that's actually, an upcoming. That's like an up and coming yes. thing. Cause like yeah. pet cemetery is you know older, obviously, but mm-hmm. one of the more popular ones recently was the Babadook, and oh, that yes. was directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. is like that makes that, that gives a lot of horror movie fans. Right. Her name is on. Jennifer Kent. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I want to make sure we're saying the names of these female directors. So who did Pet Cemetery? Pet Cemetery is directed by Mary Lamb. Yes, um, thank you. By the way, there's also a large number of movies that are coming out this year that are major films being directed by women, oh, other sweet. than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, um, the Zookeeper's Wife. Yes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oscar bait was. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, the Underworld, the most latest Underworld movie, Underworld Bloodlines, was mm. not directed by Lynn Wiseman. Mm. It was directed by Anna Forster, nice. who is mm. previously the cinematographer for White House mm. Down, by the way. Get out. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so that'll be interesting. Um, Have you guys checked out um, this miniseries called Top of the Lake? No. Okay. No. Jane Campion directed it. Um, had Elizabeth Moss. And, oh, and, yeah. she's great. Yeah. So yeah. it was based out of, um, I believe, New Zealand. Yeah, okay. no, they're in New Zealand. Um, and she actually had to take on a New Zealand uh, Zealander accent. Wow. Mm. Kiwi um, That's cool. Accent. Uh, and it's a really, really fucking rad, like, murder mystery. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Do we want to mention that uh, – well, we have another Co- Sophia Coppola movie called The Beguiled coming out. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, yeah, with Nicole Kidman and fucking yes. – um, uh, Okay, uh, is it just me or is Nicole Kidman totally having a renaissance right now? Oh, my now? God, she no, totally cool. is. Fucking so Big, Big Little Lies? Bi- well, before Big Little Lies, but the the one that was um, just nominated for Lion. an Oscar. Yeah, Lion. Mm. So so she's totally having a renaissance right now that's mm. kind of making up for Australia, I think. She's also Ooh. having a <gasps> – Australia. She's also having. Uh, I love I think she's also caught in a cloud of political confusion because she was also one of the people in Hollywood saying we should just give Trump a chance. He's oh, going to yeah. be the president. Yeah. So. Yikes. Yeah. Well, oh, so you mentioned Big Little Lies.
Rise, and then I know we mentioned American Gods at the beginning yeah. of the the podcast. Um, one of the things I do want to mention because Roxy brought up Elizabeth Moss. Um, I know Handmaid's may, may, Tale. Yes, may or may not be directed by a woman, but if you're really interested in like female dystopia and connecting to Brian's point about how we did kind of have a revival of fundamentalism, fundamentalism in this yeah. country, mm-hmm. especially in the eighties, which like, is when that yeah. book was written. For the love of God, yeah. check out The Handmaid's Tale because it's, it's amazing so and yeah. it's fantastic and legit. Well, I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm yeah. reading the book. The book is fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. I I dressed up like a handmaid when I went to Silicon Valley Comics. Saw that. It was so brilliant. Oh god. It was hey, amazing. Sean. Sean. Yes. Who directed a League, League of Their Own? Oh. Oh come on now, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. <laughs> Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Penny? Oh, That's yeah. one of my favorite Sorry, my sports movies of all time. Yes, it's a brilliant oh, top three sports movies of all. Probably. You know what? Fuck it. It's probably my favorite sports movie, and I'm saying that as a diehard fan of The Sandlot and The Mighty Ducks. I love it. I love it. And here, let's talk about that real quick, too, because Gina Davis, obviously, starring in that movie. Gina Davis. And she's seven feet tall. I love her. Gina Davis is brilliant. She's like an Olympic-level archer, by the way. Um, And she has... she basically she re- and Wonder Woman. I'm just throwing that out there. Like uh, the know. Amazons have to be good archers. So, Why would it be she and Wonder Woman? So here's the thing. She hasn't she hasn't been in front of the camera in a long time. But mm-hmm. what yeah. she does do is she actually runs um, an institute. Um, it's like a nonprofit institute, I think, that's based off of um, out of the USC um, film and media studies program. So yeah. she has the um, uh, institute, uh, the Gina Davis Institute on Media and Gender Studies. Oh, that's so and cool! And so she, I, I get their, I get their like weekly emails. Um, <laughs> but, um, but they basically spearhead research projects and statistics on um, women in front of the camera, behind the camera, on TV, in film. They actually will count the amount of words a woman has in a movie compared to men and like they like they'll do like a a whole they're doing constant stuff for that and for people of color to make sure that Mm -hmm. um, movies and representation becomes more equitable go to cjane.org yes s-e-e-j-a-n-e.org yes the gina davis um, institute on gender and media it's freaking fantastic Um, completely eye-opening that in most disney um, princess movies despite them even including frozen mm. that despite them being you know female-led films mm. the men still have more dialogue than the women Dang. including in frozen Dang. i'm also it doesn't hit. count if it's a snowman <laughs> <laughs> can i get s- rid of all of olaf's lines they don't count okay I'm going like, to segue person. a little Sorry. bit, too, that, like, in the promotion of some of these films, like, when they do test screenings and things, um, a lot of times their demographic is skewed as well. Um, I'm going to tell this story. Um, several years ago, I went to a, like, free, sorry, several years ago, I went to a free screening of a movie called About Time, um, which is really adorable and, like, kind of a time travel thing. But it's something that you would typically... Was that could... the Christopher Reeves movie? From, like, a... No, 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 no. It's the it's... one with... Donald um, Gleason. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah, got yeah, it's yeah, got Bill it's got Bill Nye in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a cutesy kind of time travel-y thing. And um, I went because my grandmother had received free passes to it sure. from like her nail salon, and so it was me and my grandparents that went. Um, my grandparents are both in their eighties, um, and while we're there, the guy who is the representative of this film company that is doing this free screening has a stack of passes to, at the time, it was Ender's Game that was going to come out. And he holds them up. And first of all, he phrases it as, if there are any men here who were dragged here by their wife or girlfriend, we're going to make it up to you. 
come and we have free passes for Ender's Game. First of all, I just don't have patience for that kind of old 1960s stand up. So yeah, neither (laughs) neither did I. Um, And I was like, I'm into, you know, sci fi crap. I read Ender's Game. I wanted to see it. And so I thought maybe it was just a joke in poor taste. And so I went down to go get a pass and he looked at me and he said, no, these are for guys only. And I was enraged to the point where I found out what company he was from and I called Good. the re- I called the rep the like the yeah. reps of the company and I got a Good. whole bunch of free don't sue us merchandise and that's was nice. told he was fired. <laughs> nice. So. Well, and that's the other thing too. It'd be like, hey, by yes. the way, do you not realize that um, more women buy tickets for movies than men do? Yeah, I yep. and the, the thing is too, like part of my my rage was also just like looking at me like you don't get to assume like yeah maybe i'm just a very feminine looking dude right um but also <laughs> just also just like i'm here with my grandparents my grandfather is 80 plus years old maybe yeah. he's into that and mm. i came down all of these fucking stairs. theater stairs to get it for him how fucking dare you because right. also like my grandparents mean the world to me you guys Shout so, out to Opa. yeah right my my grandparents mean the absolute world to me so it's just like you are like almost, you know, insulting that I would potentially be doing something for my grandparents. Not almost. And, like, he just insulted you. Period. Yeah. yeah. No. Yep. I was enraged. Yeah. We so, all know what happens when you cross the scene. <laughs> basically. Um. And so the guy woke up with a dead horse head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he woke up without a job. So that, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's probably still so eating ramen. When, and it makes me laugh. So when like, we were kids, we used to make jokes that uh, Gina's front yard had dead gangsters buried in the front yard. And her doorbell <laughs> was the Godfather theme. Oh it my might, god. It might still be. But like, Every but Halloween, my yo. my point in telling this story is like if you're out there and like you see people making an ass of themselves and making these horrible comments like say something about it because i've told people this story before and women too like you know female friends of mine and they've gone oh you shouldn't have done that no he's he's out of a job now and i'm like good he shouldn't be like he's clearly unqualified he's clearly Mm -hmm. unqualified and misrepresenting his company if i go to a restaurant and i get bad service i'm gonna say something about it if you know this is no different. I right. can't believe he took it that far. I still can't believe that. That he actually looked you in the eye and said, said no. That's well, I mean, he crap. clearly just doesn't have an understanding of the law. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you can be fired for discriminating, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's a blatant example of discrimination. People, too. if when this if this happens to any of you out there, if you see something, punch something. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Moriarty way. Sean Moriarty way. If the that Wonder guy Woman said way. that yeah. shit to... <laughs> like... Any person that I know, mm-hmm. I would have went down and just been like, just a little like, yeah, little love. Tap. You know, one of those. Sarah will understand those beginner punches and like <laughs> hockey fights, the little jabs. <laughs> one of just one you're of those. A sharks fan, Gina, nice. you can make it happen. I, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you're a sharks fan, and I, from what I understand, you have a mean left hook. <laughs> I, I According just... to Roxy's left boob. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the boob has the imprint. <laughs> such a boob punch. <laughs> My awesome stuff, Gina. Okay, Thank give us a couple. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a great story. That was Thank amazing. you. I mean, it's a fucked up story, but it was great that you said it because it needed to be heard. No, yeah. for real. I'm glad you Thank had you. this platform to share that because that's incredibly important to know. And I'm really glad that we got to have this conversation. Yes. Like this mm-hmm. is yes. so important, and I feel like this is kind of ushering in a new, like. I feel like level of dialogue that we can incorporate on this mm-hmm. show going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really hoping that we can get continued feedback from, you know, listeners of all genders and mm-hmm. creeds exactly. and, and mm-hmm. styles and, yeah. and 
what have you. Um, so we continue. We can continue the good fight. Yep. You know. We're Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> well, I mean, Mary Poppins. I mean, and that's the real the real talk of it too is that you know we we took a long break to make decisions. Yeah. I made mm-hmm. my decision. I'm so sorry. Aww. I'm so sorry. Aww. I miss you guys, but my sanity calls for me to do this. But ultimately, <laughs> it is also a kind of a refresh on the show. It's mm-hmm. been going for like Brian said, five years. Yeah. So wow, it's time to great. time to you know breathe new life into it get a new dynamic and have the opportunity to play with format and do whatever you guys want to do and have Sarah, fun and here's the thing that. though i came in on the mel brooks weary episode yeah so that means you have to come back for mel brooks weary well i mean i'm pretty sure we finished she's gonna mel run mel i mean she fucking invented it i did so she i did has invent to come it back. can we have like, a she different version mel of it then weary. okay we can do a different can version we like of it a... we can talk about tv shows from him so and to, be, stuff, to be fair you but... did go full circle because you did close the lexicon this year so yeah. you did get to see so that it would group. have to be in like mm-hmm. a different like maybe a different star or a different maybe different i mean director. i'm like i said i'm like all down to do a meryl streep temper i like <laughs> oh my god the jury's still we out have on to make james a, if we do this <laughs> james <laughs> november that was that was one that kevin did i will um, oh i will i will contribute so hard we already to have james november i fucking yeah. love death becomes right? her right so. oh my god that movie is so good <laughs> Sarah, this has to be like a rite of passage for gina you know what yeah I mean? like you yeah. have to like really mm-hmm. just uh, we want you to be uh, still a part yeah. of nerd dog i will i'm absolutely still gonna be a par- i'm not leaving our message thread i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be completely out of the conversation around this i just need send us in feedback too i yes <laughs> yeah of course i'm gonna pitch and, you guys all the time um, <laughs> i think this goes without saying because we're gonna do guys uh, this isn't open for discussion we're gonna do a wonder woman review episode yeah it's going to happen yes. and sarah you're going to be on the episode oh, ab- absolutely that yes. and star wars if you think i'm gonna miss anything star wars related fuck oh all y'all. yeah good <laughs> fuck all y'all oh my god and fuck blade runner episode like blade runner when that comes back Are 2049 yeah. 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 yeah so it's just I'm, i can't i can't do this every other week business anymore so yeah mm-hmm. i have um, laundry to do you know and i mean neither can we but we appreciate you know the effort that it sure. takes. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I know it's the, normally my shtick to do like, you know, long, sappy, sentimental speeches and stuff and if get emotional. If you want to do that, but go back to Nerds on I'm, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. Every, she told honestly, you to go back to some place that doesn't exist. That I would say about you, I've said on Nerds in History already. Yeah. So I don't need to repeat any of it. And frankly, I can't remember all of it. So um, All that we know is that you cried. Did Aww. you black out? All that I know is that you, I made you cry. You made me tear up. Oh, my God. I know. It was crazy. So, it was I mean. Crazy. I'm going to start fucking crying. She does have a heart, ladies and gentlemen. I do. Mm. Um, It's there somewhere. So. Yeah. Um, I do think though behind the beef curtains. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, you guys. It's funny because it's funny how the the leverage kind of falls in my hands because I edit the episodes now. So damn. Damn it, Sean. This is what happens when you stop editing the episodes. He's gonna have the title power, and they're not gonna be as fun. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) Brian. It's it's behind the beef curtains, Brian. So maybe we'll just have to um, actually say. Okay, what about BH1's behind the beef curtain? (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. The power. Yes. And please, I'm just li- oh I'm literally God. imagining like in some. Raise like, your hand if you like VH1's Behind the Beef Curtain. Bing, yes. Bing, yep. bing. So yeah. vote it out, Brian. That's the title. Brian, I, I I'm totally like hand. imagining like a oh, vagina talking in like a recording studio. Hello, my lady. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Guys, Hello, Catholic Middle School. Fucking a, guys. Do you not? 
Hey, we, this is an explicit podcast for a reason. It says yeah. explicit okay. on it. Yeah. You are not responsible for people downloading shit off the internet. Dinosaur <laughs> rape. Sorry. Exactly. Cool. So butthole pleasures. I'm you heard it from her. <laughs> She's my lawyer. Um, <laughs> I do want to say giraffe though, fisting. Hold on. God damn it. I do want to say though that we've gotten so much feedback. I think we'll try to save some of the more choice feedbacks over the last few months choice. for the next recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we could not leave this episode without oh. an, the epic oh, email that we received so last good. week. Yeah. Oh, Let's get to it. Listener feedback. Yeah. Our, our, ironically, our, our 14 year old listener, listener <laughs> who should Ellie, not be listening don't to, this listen to this podcast. I love you, oh but don't. My God. Um, and the subject says some insults for Sean. Sean, you need to be the one who reads your own insults because, frankly, I think you'll put a, a level of subtlety to it that we wouldn't be able to. Subtlety. subtlety. <laughs> That's what I'm known That's for. My, middle my name. subtlety. Sean Subtle Moriarty. <laughs> Sean is about as subtle as a jackhammer. So. Yeah, he's he's like a breeze. Hold on, about as subtle as after a, a jackhammer. bomb is dropped. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's like the aftershock. I'm about I'm about as subtle as full blown age. <laughs> oh my god! Damn it. All right. So the 14 year old Ellie says, "Hi everyone, it's your loyal listener Ellie." I was clicking around on the Anonymy website, and I was reminded of how much Sean loves to be insulted. I'm sorry there is not much inappropriate language, but I'm only 14, so feel free to replace my high school-level replacements for any amount of profanity. But anyways, this is what I got. To start with Shakespearean, in parentheses, Sarah, these are for you. (laughs) Sean, thou art a goatish, dead-bolted codpiece. A lumpish, fat-kidneyed maggot pie and a Paunchy, beef-witted bladder. <laughs> now that we've got those out of the that way, gorgeous. On, on to the other stuff. <laughs> you are an uh, anthropomorphic beef casserole. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. A mud wall, f- a mud wallower. At first, I thought it said a mud wallflower, and I was like, uh, Jake Dylan's gonna be. <laughs> A mud wallower. You have the brain of a dead jellyfish. Your eyes are onions. You have the intelligence level of a concussed sheep. <laughs> your soul is like a tar pit. Pat. You must be filled with the element holmium. Look up the periodic abbreviation for it. It's ho. You look like Droopy the dog had a kid with Fred Flintstone. That one's actually true. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. Oh my god. Holy shit. Going down, Barney. <laughs> oh boy. Your sexual prowess IQ is below 60. You haunt the nightmares of little children. That's the one where I lost it. (laughs) You're a walking, talking piece of dog poop. Not even the kind outside, but the kind where it's in the house and the dog gets in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like early. Oh, my God. Okay. And while we are on the subject of poop. Oh, my God. Yes. I hope someone takes a dump on your car. That's. Where the crap, that's where that crap belongs. <laughs> Your taste in clothing rivals Alan's in piece of crappery. <laughs> Your face is on par with that of a blobfish. <laughs> You're a good for nothing except being the porta potty guy. You live in a dumpster. My insults are running out of gusto. Hang on, I need to insult you with movies yes. now. <laughs> yes. Your love life has, this is where it gets good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your love life has as much depth and seriousness as that couple in the room. <laughs> I did not hit her, I did not. Your what dreams came? Do you think that was a typo? 
Your pot dreams came up with the tr- – oh, my – okay, no, because I have pot dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your pot dreams came up with the Trolls movie. <laughs> You're as smart as a guy who loves the, who loves the Star Wars. The Star Wars. <laughs> You've horrified as many people as M. Night Shyamalan. And your family hates you as much as they hate Gili. The only Batman movie you like is Batman and Robin. <laughs> and now prequels. You are the very embodiment of Son of the Mask. Oh, my God. That one cut me even deeper. That one cut me even deeper. The Gili one cut. That one was salt in the cut. (laughs) (laughs) To finish, you're a dumb, idiotic, moronic, constipated, overrated, overweighted, flatulent piece of insert expletive here. You are a stuck-up. Sorry. You are a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Classic. (laughs) Fuck yeah classic subtlety anyhow that's all i got i hope that that made you happy sean i love you all and come back soon with love from new jersey ellie p.s i fart in your general direction your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries (laughs) p.p.s sorry that i don't have any insults about your nether region sean but Mm -hmm. i did my best p.p.p.s if you wish to retaliate, just keep in mind that I'm 14 years old. <laughs> be- because you're 14 years old, it's going to be, like, crushing. <laughs> I'm going to say shit you haven't heard before, and we'll take a piece of you. Oh, I'm going to say it in four years. You might reported by CPS. You might need to have your school counselor on speed dial <laughs> if yeah. you're going to have Sean try to insult I'm you back. I'm serious. You might get reported by the authorities. That's but, true. Okay, but I'm going to go back to say this one more time. Ellie, I love you. You shouldn't listen to this podcast. You're amazing. Sean, I'm just going to remind <laughs> you. You actually got me on a couple of those. A couple of them a little bit. <laughs> Sean, I'm just going to say this right now. You got beat up by a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> yes, you did. You got beat up by a 14-year-old girl. And you know what? That's okay. And you know what? Six Girls can beat up guys a lot. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I think this entire episode was just a victory for women in general. <laughs> yeah, I know. It ended with just someone crushing. I would hope so. Of all ages and creeds, like right. I said. So, Sarah, one last time. Can you uh, bring us home? All right. I'm a little rusty because it's, it's been a while. All right. Guys, if you would like to send a long, long rambling insult to Sean, I highly encourage you to do so. And you can do so <laughs> by going to nerdonomy.com and clicking that Talk to Us button. Or you can also hit us up on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're available on all of those. If you just Google Nerdonomy, you will find us. I promise you that. Um, if you are do you, ki- Sarah? Do you? I do. And do if you, you are kicking around on our website, you can also <laughs> click that Donate button. Maybe give us a little something-something to help keep this podcast train a-rolling because um, – you know, we do need a little extra to help with the refresh a little bit. Or if you want to buy a T-shirt or some other Nerdonomy product, that's also available under the merch tab. Um, but otherwise, the most important thing that you guys can do is tell your friends all about us. Mm-hmm. Spread the word of nerd like a bird turd. Indeed. Oh. Um, we need Sarah. to give another huge big thank you one more time because we did it on Facebook Live. But give another huge thank you to Nate for carving us the wooden iPod. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. That was, was so beautiful. And so uh, one of our listeners who wrote us a really beautiful letter and hand- and included a crisp, large piece of cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you So for that. thank you very much. Yep. Indeed. Seriously. Um, and then also, I just want to officially pass the torch over to Gina. Mm-hmm. And say, Gina, I could not be more thrilled to have you uh, take over the regular hosting seat for me so thank you so much yes. for being here and agreeing to be part of this scrappy gang thank Yay! you we are scrappy nah. I'm so happy and, to be um, here <laughs> thank you for making me a part of this 
save that shit for the last moment because you God like me, it. you really like me. Oh my god, my god. <laughs> it's a Sally fucking field. It's <laughs> gonna be great, you guys. So, um, I don't think there's anything else that can be said. It is that time, nerds. So until we meet again, which will be soon, mm-hmm. stay nerdy. Wait. <gasps> What about the 21 precog salute that we talked about? <laughs> yes, and the knighting by dildo. Lactation shooting. <laughs> oh, say can you see? That's all after the recording ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> By the dark <laughs> Oh, so proud. <laughs> I can't fucking sing Amazing Grace. Okay. Oops. Okay, uh, it is that time, nerds. So until we meet again, stay nerdy. Tune into our next exciting episode, which will be soon, we promise. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Bye. Love you, Sarah. Later. Sarah, don't go. (laughs) And roll credits. Famous movie quotes. You should not say during sex. <laughs> the land says it's time to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> of course hands. it does. Oh, oh man. God, you betcha.